Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who has not read a lot of books in his lifetime, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I, I, you know, to be honest, reading's not my thing. However, you know, while we were talking about doing this for, for Randomly Ranked, I have read a little bit more since I finished up college uh, because my grandfather bought me a couple really great books. Uh, specifically, I have uh, a book about LeBron, which I've really liked, uh, which is by uh, Trevor. Who's the? You'll know. It's Dave McMenamin and uh, and uh, Brian Winhurst. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yep. and you would love that book too. I know you'd love probably that would, book. yeah. Yeah, it's been a great book. Uh, but another person who shares my uh, attitude towards reading would, of course, be the third member of the podcast, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing well, Brendan. I I think I would read that book. I think I would definitely read a book about yeah, LeBron. Yeah, you would James. like it too. Absolutely. And I'm you not really like, like, like I like, I love LeBron, but um, I don't know. I think even if you don't like him, I think it'd be an awesome book to read about because, I mean, just his story and like you're told at 16 that you might be the greatest basketball player of all time and then him and almost do that. Like that's kind of impressive. So I would love to read a book about almost. him. Almost. Well, I, almost? I'm trying to stay neutral here, Brandon. I don't want to just say he's the best <laughs> basketball player of all time, even though all three of us know that he is. Um, I'm trying to stay but neutral that, here. It's not about being neutral. It's about stating facts, and that's what we do on this podcast. All right, fine. At 16, you're told you're the best basketball player of all time, and then he does that. That's kind of impressive. I would love to read a book about that. Thank you. I appreciate you correcting your, your statement there. Um, but we have a fun episode today. Uh, a lot of, lot of good stuff that happened. We got a couple awards given out, or one big award. We got a lot of good NFL stuff, so let's let's just get right into it. Let's start with college basketball. Uh, Trevor, we got, we got a really exciting game today, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, why don't you recap a couple games or a few games that you, you really uh, liked from this past week? Yeah, so, you know, early in this college basketball season, it's been interesting because we've seen a lot of upsets, right? And that's that's one of the big draws to college basketball. That's why people love it. That's why people love the tournament, the madness, everything that comes with that because there's a ton of upsets during the tournament in, in particular. You know, you get the, the mid-majors that come in. They beat the powerhouses. It's a big upset, and people love to see that. Well, earlier in the season here in, in December – it's kind of like it's already March because there's already been a ton of upsets, uh, one of which was uh, Texas Southern actually beat Florida. Florida, who is ranked number 20. They beat them 69-54, to 54, big upset there. Um, another uh, big upset we had was number one Purdue uh, got beat by Rutgers. Big win for Rutgers uh, for their program. It was a buzzer beater, Ron Harper Jr., an incredible shot. Um, you know, like I think Travion Williams got for Purdue got the, uh, the bucket to um, – uh, I think put them up one, and then I think with four seconds, you have Ron Harper Jr. running down the floor, and he f- kind of throws up this wild shot, and he just crossed the half-court line, and it goes in, and I was watching this game live, and I might have, uh, it was a little late, I was a little concerned I might have woke up my neighbors, because I did uh, uh, scream a little bit after that uh, buzzer beater, it was quite uh, amazing, and I know, uh, you know, the, the Purdue fans, they had their, their number one spot. It was their first time being ranked number one, and it uh, is a short uh, time at that number one spot because they will no longer be number one uh, come tomorrow, come Monday morning in the AP pool. In the AP pool. Um, one more upset we have, Notre Dame uh, took down Kentucky yesterday, 66-62. And this Kentucky team, you know, they're having some issues. Uh, you know, they weren't shooting the ball well yesterday at all. 
it seems like that's definitely going to be a reoccurring issue is the shooting from them. Obviously, they did get a big game from Oscar Sheway, former West Virginia Mountaineer in the front court, who scored a lot of points. I think he went 11 of 14 from the field, got quite a bit of rebounds uh, for them. But, you know, their guard, their guard play was not very good yesterday against Notre Dame. They struggled, and big win for a Notre Dame team who really isn't uh, very good, um, to be honest. Uh, one more game. This wasn't – well, actually, this was considered an upset – um, although I don't know if it should necessarily have been an upset uh, because Seton Hall, I think, straight up just looks like the better team uh, compared to Texas right now, and they did beat them 64-60. to 60. Uh, Seton Hall, I would really keep an eye out for them. I think they're going to be up in the rankings all, all year, honestly. I really like the Seton Hall team. Uh, they had another big win against Michigan earlier in the year. Uh, their only loss, I believe, was a, a buzzer beater uh, that – Ohio State, Michi Johnson uh, hit on Seton Hall. That was their one loss this season. So Seton Hall is a really good team. Mm-hmm. And Texas, you know, they have some, you know, some transfers, some young players mixed with the experience. They got a new coach. So they're trying to work through things uh, there. But then the big game that I want to discuss in college basketball was Houston, Alabama last night. Alabama got the win 83-82. to And, you know, the big takeaway from this game is that Alabama can win in uh, a multitude of ways. They could win by, you know, shooting really well from three. They could win by getting turnovers and pushing it in the fast break. They have really great guards, one of which Javon Quinterly, a uh, former Villanova uh, player who has transferred to Alabama. He's been awesome. And they have other talented players like Jane Shackelford who really came alive and mm-hmm. started hitting clutch shots. So big win for Alabama there. there. I think both of these teams are going to be in the mix when we get to March, you know, and I could see either of them making a deep run in the uh, tournament. Houston has a great player in Marcus Sasser that also um, can really just, just score at will. So great game there. Um, few other games to mention this upcoming week. We have uh, Ohio State, Kentucky, uh, UCLA, North Carolina, and Gonzaga and Texas Tech. All three of those games are next Saturday. So next Saturday, don't have uh i don't think the bowl games start or i don't know if they start next saturday or if either you guys know but i would be watching college basketball next saturday because there are definitely uh some really good games it's to be honest i don't even know i don't know ben you know when the bowl games start um i mean they gotta be soon i would assume this week or next weekend yeah because typically you'll get a good handful ones that'll happen before christmas so um it'll be soon but i agree with trevor i think um, typically, no offense, but typically the bowl games that are early aren't the best anyway. So I think college basketball next Saturday should be the focus um, instead of some bowl that you've probably never heard of anyway. Again, no offense. Our Falcons would love to be in those crappy bowls, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's, let's actually get to college football. We had one major piece of news which happened yesterday as we were recording this on Sunday. Uh, we did have the Heisman winner. Uh, which was Bryce Young. I think this was expected. Uh, second was Aiden Hutchinson. Third, Kenny Pluck, uh, Pickett. And fourth, CJ Stroud. I think this one pretty much is expected. I mean, not like an enormous amount to report on, just that, you know, Young. I mean, he deserved the Heisman, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He was incredible this year. Yeah, I mean, he had a, he had a fabulous year. But anything else you want to mention? I, I feel like we had to mention it, you know? Um. Yeah, I mean, you got to mention it. It's the, it's the most prestigious award in, in college sports, but... Yeah, I mean it was expected. Um, I think more than anything, I was just excited to see what the vote, how the voting was going to shake out in terms of who was going to get second, third, fourth. I think that was more interesting than who was going to win because we knew Bryce Young was going to win. Um, and just in general, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just think in general, this Heisman race this year was not that special. It was just kind of boring. Like you just didn't have because Bryce Young winning, he had a great year, but I don't know. I just 
I don't. It didn't seem like like it's not like you have a Reggie Bush or you have a I don't know Joe yeah. Burrow something it wasn't like that. Like an it just player. it wasn't. It was not. Bryce Young's good, and I'm not saying he's not good. He's obviously great. Um, but there was no like I don't I don't think this is gonna be looked back as like a Heisman that you're gonna remember. Like you might it, ask you ten years who won the 2021 Heisman. You might have to think about it for a second um, because this is not gonna be a historic season that we're gonna remember forever. Um, and that's just how it was. I mean. It's been a great college football season, but in general, there just hasn't been this dominant quarterback um, that you typically will see win a Heisman um, different years. So, yeah, he was expected to win, and I'm happy for him. It's obviously an awesome award. Shout out to Alabama two years in a row with the Heisman candidate or Heisman winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was expected. Um, again, I don't have a whole lot else to say because it is what it is. We move on. Heisman's always cool because it's kind of that bridge between regular season, Heisman's over, so now we can focus on you know the, the bowl games and the eventual college football playoff, which should be very exciting this year. Yes, sir. I fully agree. Let's keep it moving along, um, and we'll actually go to our trivia segment today. I don't even remember the last time we had a trivia segment. Uh, Trevor, what is the score at the moment? Yeah, it's been quite a while. Uh, ben and Brandon are tied for the lead oh, with seven and a half on. points, and I have six and a half points, so I'm a, I'm a full point behind you guys. Seven, we have seven and a half, you said? Yep, seven and a half. Gotcha. All right, so today's order, which is randomly done, of course, I am asking Ben, Ben is asking Trevor, and Trevor will be asking me a question. So uh, I will start off today, Ben. Uh, my question is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. How many current NBA players are in the top 30 of uh, scoring, like points, most points scored? All time? So how many, yeah, all time. How many current players are in the top 30 of most all-time points. Dude, come on. Why are you asking me this question? Get out of here. <laughs> um, all right, well, LeBron's obviously up there. I know that. Um, after that, pff, I don't know, probably Curry. Um, probably Durant. Dude, I don't know. This is this is a stupid question, Brandon. I protest this question. Um, <laughs> mainly because it's not. It's actually a really good question. I just think it's hard. Because I got to get an exact number. It's, it's definitely difficult. I don't think the reason I asked that was going to ask this is I, I don't think it's that difficult. I agree. I, I think it's. I think it. Initially thinking about it, it's hard. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm giving you more time to think about it here, Ben. To think. Um, okay. I think like when you really think about it, it won't be that difficult. Um, you know, and I guess as a clue for both of you, just think about. You got to think about longevity of current Absolutely. players. Absolutely. Um, I just these types of questions are tough because I gotta get the exact number, which is why it's always tough. And honestly, yeah. I could be way off on this number because I have. You know, an idea of roughly what number I'm gonna guess, but I could be so far off I don't even know. Um, okay. A little shot in the dark doesn't. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean that's what it is. It's a shot in the dark. Um, okay. I'll even give you this, Ben, because it's difficult. If you get it right, and Trevor, Trevor can say I can't do this. Maybe I don't have the power to do this. I'll give you a full point and a half. No, I don't do that. I I don't want that. I don't want that. No, I already said it. I already said it. I don't want that. I think a a point's fine. Trevor overruled me. A point's fine. Um, I can't even do it. I don't. I don't need a point and a half. Uh, Okay. Top 30 all-time. I would imagine scoring's been up the last few years than it has historically. Um, you know, three-pointers, thanks to the Warriors, people score more now. Um, okay. I'm going to go with one, two, three. I'll say four. My guess is four. Four of current players in the top 30. All right. Final answer? Yes, final answer. That is incorrect for a half-a-point answer for Trevor. What do you think? Okay. So, how many players are in the top 30 all-time in, in scoring? Okay. Um, that are cur- current players. Current, how many current are, players are current in the top players. 30? Do you know if this includes the playoffs? Or, or I don't know if it says. It, um, I would imagine. If it's probably just career, so probably. 
Well, sometimes they separate I, the playoffs. They usually they separate the regular season playoff stats. Um, I'm I'm gonna. Say, are you looking on basketball? Re- can you tell me if you're looking on? Yeah, basketball I'm on reference? basketball reference. Okay, yes, so yes. I think they separate the playoffs in the regular season. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um. So, okay. So all time regular season. Uh, points and its current players. So Ben said four, um, which if it was four, which I was pretty sure it was going to be less than four in the first place. Um, really? Jeez. But if it was four, those four players would have, I would say, so LeBron for sure, obviously he's in top 30. You know, he's he's third, I believe. Um, then you have Durant. You have Kevin Durant. Um, you have Chris Paul. You have Steph Curry. Um, I think those would be those are like, like if if we're ranking current players on like how many points they've scored, like I think those are probably the top four in terms of current players, um, because I mean Russell Westbrook has a decent amount too, I guess Russell Westbrook has a decent amount. Uh, Dwight Howard, I don't know how. Well, he hasn't been scoring a lot lately, so he's probably not up there. But I guess there's four, maybe five that you could even consider. Um, but there's, I mean, there's been so many players that have scored a lot of points. And actually, I forgot one. I forgot Carmelo Anthony. That's another guy. Forgot that he's he's still playing at age, you know, 37, I believe. So Carmelo Anthony's another one. So LeBron, obviously. Uh, Durant, I'm confident, is in the top 30. And then, actually, there could be five. There could be. If it's Steph, Chris Paul, and Carmelo, I just, I think it's unlikely that there's five. I think it's more likely that there's two or three LeBron and I think I'm pretty confident Durant is it's just a matter of is Carmelo is Chris Paul is Steph Curry those would be the other three guys I'm going to say I'm going to go with the safe answer and I I don't necessarily know who would be third between Carmelo Steph and Chris Paul Um, I'm not necessarily sure I think probably Melo because he has he's the longevity so I'm guessing he would probably be third but I'm going to go with I think the safe answer is three and it, it could. And who are the? If you had to guess the three, who would you say the three are? So so LeBron for sure. I think Durant would have the second most, and I think Carmelo is probably the third. So okay. So f- final answer three. Yes, the final answer is three. I think that's the safe answer here. So you know, I was gonna offer Ben a point and a half if he got if he got it right. I feel like it's only right, Trevor, to give you a full point for this because not only is it three but you got the exact right three they weren't in the right order but the right three is lebron then Melo, then durant okay so Melo. so and ben you can stop me but i feel like he's worth that i feel like he's due a full point for that that was no he can have it i just want to point out that i had no idea and i guess four now is almost right so no big deal but yeah you were you you um, actually had a great no trevor can trevor can have a full point on that because that is impressive I, I, I think you, you had a great guess. Both of you guys were very on top of it there. Great job, Trevor. That deserves a clap. That was excellent. So I, um, so I get a full point. Ben, I guess, now I guess even if turn. I say no, then I'm overruled. So I'll, I guess I'll take the full point. You deserve. You deserve take the, the full point, point, Trevor. You take more the point. than deserve it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Take the don't, point. don't, 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 don't. You deserve the full Mainly point. Mainly because, Trevor, up, my question for you, you're probably not going to get because it's really hard. So take the point. Okay. All right. Ben, it's your turn. All right. Go ask away. All right, Trevor. Here we go. Let's see if you can potentially have the greatest scoring trivia day ever and get two full points today. That'd be that'd be history. Um, okay, Trevor, my question for you: What college basketball cr- program has the most wins all time? That is not a blue blood. Okay, so the the most wins all time by a college basketball program that is not named: Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, 
North Carolina, UCLA, or Indiana. Okay. Okay. Most. So most non blue blood. Who's got the most wins of all all time in college basketball? Okay, all time. Um, I I kind of want to write down the blue blood. So you said Kentucky, Duke. I, just, I can write. Yeah, you want me to write page. it down for you? Kentucky, yes, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke. Yes. UCLA, Kansas, Kansas. UCLA. Indiana. Indiana. Those are the, often six. considered the six, six blue bloods. Okay? okay. So those six don't count, and I'll tell you why. I'll give you the top four. They're all blue bloods. Top four are Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Number five is the first non-blue blood on this list. That's the answer I'm looking for. Okay, so the top four are Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and UCLA. Is that what you just said? Kansas. Not in that order, but those four. Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and who's the fourth one? North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm asking you yeah, the, 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 the most matter. successful yeah, non-blue blood. That. That's why I'm okay. asking you because I feel like gotcha. if I just asked that, you, you could guess one of those four probably. Okay. Um, All right. The, the, the winningest non-blue blood in college basketball history. It's a tough okay. question. It's a tough question, but I like it, and I'm glad I'm asking you because I think you have a whole lot of better chance than Brandon getting this one right. Okay. So I actually have a guess. Okay. You're probably All right. wrong. So the most wins uh, non-blue okay. blood – so obviously you got to think about. Um, I'm surprised UCLA actually wasn't in the top four, but uh, nevertheless. Um, okay, so non blue blood. I got to think about consistent, consistent greatness over a long period of time. Which teams could have done that? Um, just, just straight up wins. Okay, straight up wins. Who could have done that? Does it have to be in a in a major? In a power conference, not necessarily. It could be one of these uh, teams that are, you know, because there's been a, a number of different teams that over certain periods of time have been really good that are that are non-major, but it's changed. Like, you know, at a certain point of time, like it's like now it's Gonzaga, but Gonzaga wasn't always obviously, you know, one of those teams. But there's other teams like Gonzaga in the past who have been really good mid-majors. But it, it's probably not a mid-major, I would guess. I think it's probably uh you know a power conference team so it's figuring out who that team would be um that would have the most wins um i definitely have like some some potential answers but i don't want to necessarily say them to brandon um hey don't give him any ideas we don't like that but um yeah this one's this one is tough for sure um oh i wonder what brandon's guess is yeah this is gonna be hmm this is going to be very tough. Most wins. Who consistently just had just you know had a lot of wins and could sustain that? Who has and also like a like a program where they consistently were very good. Yeah, this is really tough. Um, I'm gonna to have to give a guess here because man, uh, it, it's kind of a shot in the dark to be honest with you. And I have a number of guesses, and I don't even there's not one I feel strongly about either. I think there's quite a quite a big number of guesses. Um, all right, I'm gonna give a shot in the dark here um, because I I feel relatively sure, honestly, that neither of us are getting any points. And maybe maybe Brandon knows it actually. Maybe he does, but I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he knows it. I don't I don't know it. Um, so my guess is going to be who. Ah oh, man, it's it's so tough. Um, I just gotta give an answer. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say you know what? I'm gonna say it's Georgetown. That's my guess. It's it's a while. It's a little wild, but they have history from the '80s all the way through now. They have a lot of good teams, a lot of programs 
that made a foreign tournament, stacked up a lot of wins. So that's that's my guess, Georgetown. Trevor, the Georgetown Hoyas is incorrect. I'm sorry. Okay. Brandon, you have a, tr- a chance for half a point. Who is the winningest non-Power 5 college basketball, men's college basketball program of all time? Or not Power 5, excuse me, non-Blue Blood college basketball program of all, all time. So I think I actually know the answer. I think. And I'd like to thank my usage, high usage of Twitter for this. I think the longest standing basketball program is Temple. And I think they're the correct answer. I, I know, I think, and the only reason I think they're the correct answer is because I think they've had the most seasons of college basketball play. I think it's Temple, and I saw this on Twitter this week, about how Temple is starting, like it's like a 120-something season, and it's like one of the most in college basketball. So I think the answer is Temple. And if it is, I'm thanking Twitter. I, I doubt it. I doubt it's Temple. I, I think they have like the one of the most the highest. I almost I you know God. what they've been team. I almost I almost said Michigan. I almost said Michigan actually. I think Michigan wouldn't have been a bad guess, but they're a blue or they're oh you said not a blue yeah. blood. I thought you said not a power five. I almost said Michigan. Uh, but oh wait, maybe my guess is terrible. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, is it not a power five or not blue blood? Non blue blood. Non blue blood. I mean, I guess I already said it. I'll just go with Temple. It's probably <laughs> okay. gonna be like, oh shoot! It's probably gonna be like, uh, like a, I don't know. If it's not Temple, it's gonna be like a Notre Dame, maybe, or uh, Indiana. No, Indiana's blue. I guess blood. Indiana's technically a blue blood, right? I could yes, see. I are. could see it being Michigan, Texas, maybe even like Michigan State, but we'll we'll see. We're both wrong. I mean, P- Purdue would be another good Purdue, one. They've been a team forever. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll st- I guess I'll stick with Temple. I swear I saw this on Twitter. I think they're like one of the longest running teams. All right, Ben, what is but it? Maybe my maybe my thought process is flawed. Wait, hold on. Now I can- no, 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 I'll stick with Temple. You, I'm sticking with no, Temple. No, you gotta stick with it. What's what's the answer, Ben? All right, I'll stick with my terrible answer. All right, this is a stupid question. We're not we're not we're gonna pretend we never asked that. We're gonna I'm gonna ask a new question instead. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna answer you're gonna ask a new question. Well, Brandon's right, and I'm pissed. I didn't want him to be right. I'm right. Yeah, it is Temple. It was a stupid question. Um, that, that doesn't count. We're gonna re- we're gonna we're gonna re- re-record this, okay? Because that was stupid. <laughs> no, this is staying in. <sighs> yes, Brandon, it was Temple. Oh, I was. Wow. Uh, I thought I had you. Well, so stupid Twitter. Okay, so and yes, you're right. They you have the, the same on this stat. list. Top fifty. They are the. They're the oldest. The oldest program, 1895. So I saw on Twitter, season. and I know they've had a lot of success. I saw on Twitter that Temple's starting like it's like it's like the, the longest running college basketball team. Okay. Uh, and then I sent a tweet to a friend of that. So I literally went on my Twitter and looked, and I was like, I think, I think I remember this. Which I guess maybe that's All cheating. Right. You can take the point away if it is. No, you can. But I was like, no, I think I good. remember. I'm All so right. upset. I, I was just, I didn't say anything. I was just letting you go. I was hoping maybe you'd want to change it. I didn't say anything. I was just sitting here all pissed because I can't believe you got that right. Yeah. Wow, Temple, and you gave the right. you gave the reason why they're, they're, they have on this list at least they're the oldest program. So um, I thought that's what it was. They got so and this this list isn't I don't know if it's updated to this year, but I I made sure that Syracuse is five behind on this list. Syracuse, Syracuse okay. is what five team behind. Has the most wins is it is it North Carolina? It's Kentucky. It goes Kentucky, Kansas, okay. North Carolina, Duke, Temple. Okay. Um, okay. Syracuse is five behind, but I made sure even with this year in there, Syracuse, Temple would still be one, yeah. would still be ahead of Syracuse. So. Man, dude, I'm so upset. I, I thought that was hard, and it was hard, but I shouldn't. I, I always, whenever I ask or think of trivia questions, I always think of if I've seen it on Twitter recently, because if I've seen it on Twitter, I know for a fact Brandon has, because he's on it. Yeah, like, I've seen I mean, it. Brandon's on yeah. Twitter probably like you know, a good eight hours a day more than I am. So uh, A lot of Twitter usage. So, There's a lot of Twitter usage. I'm going to have to start right, finding Trevor. trivia questions that are off the beaten path. 
Trevor, it is it is your turn to ask me a question. I still can't believe I got that one. Okay. Hopefully I get my one pointer. <laughs> so here we go. Okay, so Steph Curry is is very close and in, in the next game or two, he's gonna pass Ray Allen for the most threes of all time. Right, he's got like ten more or something. Yeah, I think I think like he's six, six I think he's six behind him after uh the last game. So he's in so he's currently in second, Ray Allen is first. My question is simple. Who has the who is in third place basically? Who has the third most uh, three pointers in NBA history? Um. Okay. Well, I don't know this. <laughs> uh, I mean, my guess would be like Steve Kerr, Kyle Korver, probably. Uh, I probably shouldn't say all my answers. I guess I really don't know. I'll say. I'll say Kyle Korver, I guess. He's he was in the league a long time. I feel like it's a safe guess. I don't really know to be honest. Final answer, Kyle Korver. Kyle Kyle Korver, final answer. All right, uh, Kyle Korver is fifth place on this list. So the answer is incorrect, but not a bad guess. Uh, ben, the floor is yours. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Steve Kerr, no way. I'm not putting. I'm not guessing Steve Kerr. He's a real I think player. It's a bad, I think it's a bad guess. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't Reggie Miller maybe I don't know maybe Larry had a bunch I I don't even know and I don't I'm not gonna spend an hour thinking because I have no idea so I'm just gonna guess Reggie Miller that's my that's my guess. Final answer. Yeah, sure. I feel like it's not Reggie. Miller. It's probably not, but I have no I can't think of anybody else, so it's whatever. Well, Ben, it is your lucky day because Reggie Miller oh, wow. is the correct answer. He's third you know place. It. Um, yeah. Uh, top five is Ray Allen, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, James Harden is fourth, and Kyle Korver is fifth. Actually, LeBron is 11th on this list, and uh, Damian Lillard is 10th. So, you know, quite a, quite a bit of current players, obviously, with the rise of the three-point shot. Wow. Let's go. All right. You hear that, stra- you see right, that strategy? Think long, think wrong. You just got to guess. Just yeah, go there for you it. go. There you go. So let's let's continue with the NBA. Uh, Trevor, let's pass it over to you, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and what what you have to say about the uh, and the small baller award for the NBA in this past week? So yeah, this week, I don't know. Do you, do you think I should start with the bad or the good, Brandon? What do you think I should start with? Start with the good. Let's get the good. Start with the good. Okay, I'll start with the good. The good is a team that I wanted to point out that often does not get enough love in uh, the national media, and that team is the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are an, an incredible team once again this year. Uh, in the regular season. The point differential is kind of off the charts, I think second only to the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, they're, they're blowing teams out in a lot of these cases. Uh, they just beat the Sixers by a lot of points. Uh, they just blew out, I think, the Grizzlies in another one. Uh, the Utah Jazz are very good. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell, you know, rising young superstar, one of my favorite players. You know, you got him, Rudy Gobert, obviously, as much criticism as people would like to give him in the playoffs. Uh, he's been uh, just you know, exceptional once again in the regular season. Uh, obviously, I think once again a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. He's been very good, and they've rounded that out now. Obviously, with you know you have Mike Conley and you have Joe Ingles, and you know all of the other players they have. Jordan Clarkson. Uh, now they have Rudy Gay on their team as well, which is another you know you got an experienced veteran in there uh, with this team. Another kind of piece that they have. Um, and for the Utah Jazz, I mean, you go back to last year, and people will point out like. Well, yeah, Rudy Gobert, you know, like in the playoffs, there's issues because teams can just space the floor, shoot threes, and Rudy's not able to get out to defend the three-point line. Um, 
But I think sometimes people forget that the Utah Jazz had a big injury. I mean, Mike Conley didn't play for essentially the entire playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, I think in Game 3, Game 4 of that Clippers series, uh, uh, got hurt, and he still played through injury for a lot of that. But um, uh, they definitely had a lot of injuries, as other teams did, of course. But I think you know sometimes in, in, in a lot of professional sports, we often forget that injuries have a lot to do with um, you know who is able to win a championship in a given year. Uh, you know they just have a huge impact. So I think the Utah Jazz. Uh, I think you know as as much as people want to act like oh they're just a regular season team, they're not going to be able to get it done in the playoffs. I do think the Utah Jazz could potentially get it done in the playoffs. But again. Health is a big factor, um, but if they are healthy, I, I could easily see the Utah Jazz potentially making the finals, maybe even winning the championship, and maybe some people would think that's a little bit wild, but I, I think the Utah Jazz have played very well so far this year. They, they play as a team. They, they move the ball. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is just going to continue to get better and better. Uh, we saw what he did in the playoffs, and I just really wanted to point that out because the Utah Jazz um, have, have played very well this year, and they are going a little bit under the radar. Um, now to the bad. Um, this is a team who the national media talks about a ton every single day. You know, you you watch First Take, you watch uh, you know Undisputed on FS1, you watch these these national media you know hot take debate shows where they they bring up these points and it's it's very much like oh have an entertaining take you know and, and maybe you don't one hundred percent believe in it but you know nevertheless the Lakers the Lakers are a team that are talked about at nauseum, and I try to avoid talking about them every single week. But I think it's time, because at this point in NBA season, I think we have a decent sample size. You know, we're about 25-ish games in. Uh, the Lakers, I think they, they did win yesterday, so they're now 14-13. But we have a little bit of a sample size here with some of these teams, and the Lakers have issues, and that's become clear. Obviously, people were saying that after game one. I wanted to wait a little bit longer. Obviously, LeBron missed a lot of those games, so I wanted to judge them uh, only when LeBron was playing. And even when LeBron's playing, I think they are now, I think they're 9-6 and six now, which, you know, it's, it's all right, but it's not great. It's not what you would want because if you look last year before uh, LeBron went down with the injury, um, they were incredible. They were the one seed in the West. They were playing very well, similar to how they were when they won the championship in the bubble. They were one of the best teams in the West, best teams in the league. Same thing. This season, it's a lot different. And you look back to the moves they made in the offseason, they lost. They let Alex Caruso go. They let Contavious Caldwell-Pope go. They let Cal Kuzma go. Um, and I think Caruso and Pope in particular were huge losses because of especially their defensive impact. I mean, Caruso now on the Bulls is looking like a potential all-defensive guy. KCP also, you know, fit very well in, a perfect player to, to place with LeBron, could shoot threes, could also play defense, and they have re essentially been replaced with Russell Westbrook, a guy who at this point in his career doesn't really play a ton of defense um, necessarily, and Malik Monk is a complete defensive liability. He's horrible on defense. He's really only known for his shooting. Um, so you replace you know, really good defensive players with bad defensive players, then that's a net negative for sure. You also have the fact that LeBron has been out a lot of these games. He's played in 15 out of 27. That's a concern because is he going to be healthy for the playoffs? Like, we don't know. He's 37 years old. At some point, you know, father time is undefeated, although I think Tom Brady may be an exception. But the never, nevertheless, like, injuries happen. And, and the Lakers, not only has LeBron now had a big injury, which even he himself has said, I don't think I'll ever be 100% again. You also have Anthony Davis, who is known for getting injured a lot of times, 
who, by the way, he, he's played a lot this season, but he hasn't quite looked like himself, you know? Um, he, he hasn't been as good. His shot selection, I don't really love. He's taking a lot of jumpers, a lot of three-pointers, which he is very bad, very inefficient on. Um, and he's not really, you know, he's not really the same Anthony Davis. I, I feel like we saw, like, the last season with the Pelicans or, or the last, like, full season with the Pelicans and then even in the bubble with the Lakers. So it, it's kind of weird what's going on with Anthony Davis. I think they have a lot of work to do, and I think they're definitely going to need to make a move in order to put themselves back in to championship contention. I think they need to try to get a defensive wing, a defensive guy in their backcourt that can really help uh, to put on the floor in crunch time because you're going to have LeBron on the floor, you're going to have Anthony Davis on the floor, and you're going to have Russell Westbrook on the floor. It's those three players. It's just a matter of who are those, those other two guys. Like maybe Carmelo is one of those two guys, but you need another really good defender to kind of help shape out the backcourt um, in order for them to have – uh, any chance of defending a Golden State, a Utah, a Phoenix. Um, so the Lakers have a lot of issues. Um, but I, I wouldn't count them out completely, but it's you know definitely cause for concern, and they're going to have to make some moves as the trade deadline is approaching. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Anything else either of you would like to add on the NBA before we move to our final topic of the day, which is, of course, the NFL? Yeah, so just quickly, small baller award uh, of the week, small baller of the week, Caleb Martin. Uh, shouting him out, you know, some of you people listening, you might not even know who Caleb Martin is. Nevada alum. Um, he played at Nevada. He's now with the Miami Heat. He had 28 points against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Heat here pulling out some wins while Bam Adebayo is injured. So uh, just, you know, giving a shout out to Caleb Martin. Nicole Jokic also playing super well, um, even, you know, without a lot of help, um, obviously with their injuries. And Donovan Mitchell also another just, you know, honorable mention there, playing very well for the Jazz. Very, very nice. Let's move to the NFL and talk a little bit about this previous week, um, previous week's games. Uh, so, Ben, let's start with you. Uh, we, we had Burrow versus Herbert recently, and Bengals fans got a lot to talk about. I wanted to hear your thoughts publicly on the podcast. Let the let the people know um, uh, about that game. And obviously it didn't turn out in the Bengals' favor, uh, but there's more to it for the quarterback battle because those two guys are going to be attached at the hip for their whole career. Well, the game sucked. That's what I, that's what I got to say about it because I was there. Um, and I mean, right from the bat, the Chargers were the better team. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, dude. It is what it is. Again, I, I literally remember saying on this podcast before the season started, there's people that think the Bengals will win two games this year. There's people that think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs this year. And I was like, I don't know what to expect from them. I still don't really know what to expect from them. Uh, the Chargers look good, though. If we're talking about the Chargers, Justin Herbert looked great last week. Um, no Keenan Allen this week, but Keenan Allen was shredding the Bengals last week. Mike Williams is that second option that can go for 30 fantasy points in one in one week. Who knows? Um, and they have Eckler, who's a stud. So the Chargers in general, I was impressed with them. Um, and I, I have more to say about the Chargers from that game than the Bengals just because the Chargers are one of those teams where, you know, they were hot at the beginning, they kind of tailed off, and now it seems like they got a great win last week in Cincinnati. Uh, they're playing the Giants this week, so they should get a win this week. Um, and Chargers are one of those teams where I think – AFC West, we're talking about the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are turning it on. It seems like the Chiefs will probably win that division, but don't don't blink on the Chargers just yet. Don't don't sleep on them just yet. Um, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they are absolutely a team that I think will make the playoffs and can win a game in the playoffs because from what I saw last week, and I guess it's more of consistency and if they're going to what team's going to show up. But I was impressed last week. They looked really good and they looked like a dominant football team. Um, and then just another side note from that game, and this has to do with more just the NFL in general. Uh, more than just that game. I, I remember saying this last week, and Brandon, I know you share my opinion on this. 
I don't know what, what is going on with the AFC North, but somebody has to win. I don't know if any, any of the four teams want to win. I think it's all just kind of like, eh, we're good. Like, we don't want to win this year. Um, but somebody's got to win the AFC North. And, Brandon, you've been passionate about saying, at least recently, that you don't think it's going to be the Ravens with too many injuries. I think the Bengals are too inconsistent. Big Ben and the Steelers look like they suck. Um, the Browns at the time at the moment are struggling, so I don't know what what the deal is, but the AFC North is turning into one of the most interesting divisions, just in the fact that somebody has to win, and as of right now, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to. Yeah, the AFC North is an anomaly. I and I, I've said this: if the Ravens were healthy, even just a moderate amount of healthiness, obviously they were fully healthy. You know, this would definitely be true in my opinion. But even just like an average amount of healthiness. I mean, they're by far the most hurt team in the league. But an average amount of healthiness, the Ravens would win this. Year. Absolutely. I mean, this is a absolutely. This is a this is a really really talented team that somehow won eight games with so many key players out, and it's somehow only gotten worse. Marlon Humphrey, Deshaun Elliott, two of their best secondary players, guys that have played every single play out for the rest of the year uh, over the past two games. Those have been enormous enormous injuries. I mean, Marlon Humphrey is probably the most important player on the Ravens, uh, outside of Lamar Jackson. Um, so you know, obviously, big loss. Uh, against the Steelers, they they could have won with that final play. It was a good play, uh, you know. Andrews. What happens when you got a running back uh, throwing the football though? Mm, tough. Well, I actually think it was a good throw. You know, Andrews got to make that play. He's got to kind of come out to the flat some more. You know, if he just came out some more, he would. As long as he caught the ball, he would have he would have put it in. It was a good play. You know, it just didn't work out. Um, but you know, the, the game wasn't relied on that one play. The offense was slow the entire game, and Lamar played awful. Uh, you know, that's ultimately what we have to. Unlike Browns fans, I can say when my quarterback doesn't play well. Um, and he just didn't. He just did not play well. And he's they got a lot to work on. I don't expect a win today uh, against the Browns. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't expect a win. Um, you know, but uh, you know the Browns have not been good. I I still will hold true. I will hold true, and I think the Browns will win the division. I think they'll turn around here in these last couple I agree. games. Um, and the rest of the AFC North teams, I just don't think they all have hard schedules. I just don't see them winning. Yeah. You know, the Bengals seem super inconsistent. Maybe they win a game or two. Um, the, the Ravens look so bad. I don't know if they'll be able to win any games. Uh, and the Steelers are just trash. So, at least that's good. Uh, Trevor, anything you want to mention here um, uh, about takeaways from the from the past games? Yeah, so I'll do it quick. Um, just with the Pats Bills, obviously I watched that game because it was a big game for both teams. Uh, the the three pass game, the three pass Matt game. Um, this one obviously very bad weather, super windy, just like very cold. Um, and, and really a game that historically, you know, normally works out in the Patriots' favor. Um, and in this one, it did as well. Um, and I think the main takeaway here with this game is just that it was a great uh, coaching performance from Bill Belichick. Obviously, the defense, you know, stepped up big time, played well. Even when, you know, the Bills started to make some drives, Josh Allen was completing some passes. Uh, you know, they held strong in the red zone um, and were able to, to get the win, pull it out. Um, just really, uh, you know, you, you won't see that again. You won't see anything like that uh, ever again. The Bills and Pats do play in a couple weeks. I would expect Mac to throw the ball much more uh, in their next game. Um, but, but it's just interesting that the Pats were able to win that game and in a sense kind of like show the Bills, you know, and no, I, you guys are kind of still the little brother. That's kind of how it is, unfortunately, for, for the Bills and their fans. And the Bills are still good. You know, they, they still have a very good passing game. Josh Allen's still you know, been playing, I mean, he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, obviously. So I wouldn't count out the Bills, but at at the moment, I think you'd have to say that the Patriots are uh, the best team in that division. And they could even be uh, the best team in AFC, even though I don't, I don't necessarily like admitting that, you know, because I am superstitious just as Ben is. Um, but I kind of wanted to get into like, uh, you know, 
the preseason thinking back to like what we thought was going to happen before the season and some of our maybe bad takes and maybe where we were right you know kind of kind of stuff like that um so, so brandon i don't know if you have like maybe one that really stands out for you of like you know, I was really, I was so, I was so wrong on this team, or I was so wrong about this player, or, or maybe you have something that, you know, you think you were just so right. Like, what, what do you think that would, thing would be that really stands out? So I think the player that I was most wrong about, or maybe, maybe I'll say, I don't know if I should say the player, but more, I'll say this part of the game is the Colts run game. You know, I, I didn't draft Jonathan Taylor in any of my leagues when I, I definitely had the chance to thought about it. And the reason being is I thought that that backfield would be so crowded. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor took the reins and it, I mean, has established himself as one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, and I, he's been so fabulous this year on a Colts team that I think is quite good and not a team I want to play in the playoffs. I hope they don't make the playoffs. Um, and there's a lot of teams in the AFC I feel like I just really don't want to play. The Patriots seem really, really great. But the Colts are definitely one of those teams. Their run game this year has really, really impressed me. And Wentz has been able to benefit because of how great that run game has been. Uh, so I'd say Jonathan Taylor and the Colts run offense as a whole was not what I expected in the slightest bit. Yeah, and I and I agree with that because I, I really would also I also hope that the Colts are gonna miss the playoffs because I think the Colts might be like the third or fourth best team in the AFC. I really do. I believe that. They're up there. Um, they are really up there. So I really hope and the Patriots play them next weekend. So I'm hoping the Patriots can beat them and and hopefully they somehow miss the playoffs be because game. I think they're one of the better teams uh, in this conference. Yeah, 100%. Uh, anything else you guys like to mention before we kind of move on to our, our prediction? Well, I'll say this real quick. I There's two things I remember. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I remember saying, I don't think the Tennessee Titans are that good, which, I mean, 8-4. and four. I, I, I guess I was just wrong about that one, even though, I don't know, last I mean, couple of weeks, iffy. Yeah. We'll see how they play against the Jags. But I just remember being adamant saying they're not that good because last year I was not impressed with them. They won their division. This year I was like, they're not that good. They're in a bad division, um, which I might be right on that one, whatever. I also remember saying, at least to you guys, I was like, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be that good at all. I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I thought that. I didn't think, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't know. Patriots he doesn't, doesn't seem like a fit, even though looking back, it's a perfect fit. Um, I just was not high on Mac Jones at all coming into this year, and clearly I was so wrong because he's been fantastic. He's a perfect fit for Belichick. Um, I'm so upset because I do think they're going to be really good for a long time, and it might be kind of annoying if the Patriots are going to be really good for a long time again, but... It is what it is. I was totally wrong about Mac Jones. He's way better than I ever thought he'd be. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of the Alabama QB. At least for me, it's a little bit of the Alabama yeah, it's quarterback be. bias. Like, I don't trust he that. Had, he and had I'll a admit, Heisman receiver like, yeah. last year. It was, yeah, it was just one of those things I was like, I don't know. He's, another thing he is, such like, a great Mac team Jones is always, like, this meme. Like, every time he came into the game, it's like, oh, you know, the the, the, the backup's coming in. And, like, yeah. no one, they didn't care about their backup. They didn't really hide their recruiting. But he ended up just being great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really, really great. All right, let's get to some game predictions to wrap up the pod for today. Um, I got the point last week. I said the Colt or I said the Chiefs would beat uh, whoever they played yeah. uh, by fourteen. They ended up winning by thirteen. Um, and so good prediction there. It's now Ben and I are tied at four. Trevor, you have three points. Yep. Correct. Correct. That on the notes. Correct. Yep. All right. Awesome. 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 Okay. This week, uh, shoot. I guess I'll start with my prediction first. I got a hard one, and I'll say this. I know what Ben's what game Ben is predicting. I hope Ben gets the point because he's got a hard game he's predicting. But, you know, at the same time, I hope I get the point because I want to I wanna be right. Um, I am going to be predicting the Jets and Saints. This is not a fun game to predict, a real stinker of a game. Two pretty terrible teams, but the Jets at home will take this one. I got the Jets winning by 10, a depleted Saints team, although Kamara, I believe, should be back today, uh, which is good news. But I will take the Jets by 10. Bold prediction. Man. I'm going against the line again. 
like I did last week. Yeah. Or not last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, betting on the Jets. Uh, that's that is really bold. I gotta give it to you. I, I would that never bet bold. on the Jets personally. I wouldn't either. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so my prediction, I'm going with the Cowboys uh, Washington game. Um, I, I you know ultimately like like Washington, they're interesting. Like they have a decent defense. Like Heineke, he you know he can make some things happen at times. But I think the Cowboys still you know kind of own this division. And I, I see them winning today. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. I'm going to go by 13 points. Cowboys by 13. Interesting. Ben, what do you think? All right, so I got a gross game. Gross game, but I want to do it because it seems fun. Falcons, Panthers, both teams are gross. Um, don't have a whole lot of faith in either team, but somebody's got to win. I'm going to go Falcons. I think Falcons win by seven. Um, Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. I think the Falcons go on the road. They win that game simply because I think Matt Ryan's going to play better than Cam Newton. They got a better quarterback, at least as of right now. Um, I'll take Falcons by seven in a very disgusting and gross matchup. Yeah, they need to they need to protect him. They need to protect Matt Ryan. <laughs> and another side note: Falcons are four and two on the road this year. So four of their five wins are on the road. They're getting another one today. Oh wow! Okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, I think we'll wrap up the pod for today. Everyone have fun watching the 1 o'clock games. I guess you'll hear this after the 1 o'clock games. Yeah. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we got a ton of downloads yesterday. I haven't even told the guys yet, but we got an enormous amount of downloads yesterday. So thank you all uh, so much for doing that. Uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Um, what else do I say? Oh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> at the small baller. I just forgot. I had a brain fart, Ben. Yeah. Okay? You know, it happens. Uh, link is in the description. Go ahead and click that so you can stay up to date with all of our podcasts. Um, but, Ben, wrap us up. I've never had you wrap us up. Wrap us up. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll do the Brandon Siegel. Um, first of all, I'll, I'll, I'll change it, though. We, we, we really do appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much for supporting us on this last— There we go. I guess it's been almost, what, two years at this point? Has it been two, almost no, two it's, years? it's over two it's years. Almost, it's almost three, almost three years. years at this point. Okay, yeah, my, March, I apologize. It'll be three years. March 10th was our very first Absolutely. episode. Absolutely. We do greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for taking the most valuable thing that you guys own in your time out of your day to listen to us. Um, as always, yes, follow sir. us on Twitter. Um, you can find us anywhere that you listen to your – I already said that. I know. I'm just wrapping it up. I already said that. You can listen to us anywhere that you find podcasts. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons. Let's go, Benny. Great wrap-up. <laughs>